Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trash for Brains, a podcast where we need to see a pick a movie of ours or your choosing. My name is Philip Kinney, and with me, as always, is Stephen Wallowich. Hello, Stephen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, friend. How hey, new friend. How you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Goddamn, we're retarded. A little bit. You know, well, I'm always retarded, so it's okay. Like I always, I always ask you how you're doing, as if we weren't just sitting here talking for the past hour. Yeah, how you doing, man? Uh, <laughs> the same. I'm all fucked up in the head. <laughs> it's time for you to be a therapist, some bitch. That's right. <laughs> what are we doing today? Today we are doing this film called Vampire's Kiss. That's right, directed by Robert Bierman. I don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah, me neither. He didn't really do much. Uh, he did direct like a bunch of episodes of Walking Dead. Oh, shit. Other well, than that, I don't know any of the other shit he did. At least he had work. <laughs> well, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, He's he worked, a- but I mean, like, he was another journeyman director. Oh, okay. So, I was like, say, he, was he a journeyman? He, yeah, he did a bunch of like TV and shit and TV movies and whatnot. I mean, but was this one of Nicolas Cage's first movies? Yes, one of them, yeah. Like, I don't know how many we can consider being one of your first. So, I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, he did, like... Oh, no, fucking uh, Raising Arizona was before this. Holy shit. Which is odd. (laughs) Which, wasn't that, like, a good movie? It's a pretty good movie, yeah. Well, to me, I've never seen this fucking movie before. You've seen it multiple times. Yeah, I've seen it four or five times, probably. This movie's goddamn insane. I saw it the first time today. And this isn't even, like, like he's crazy in this movie, but this isn't even close to the craziest movie he's done. Oh, no. Um, I mean... A movie called... I highly recommend anyone go and try to find the movie called Deadfall. It is the craziest fucking movie. And I thought it was before this movie because it looks like shit. The movie looks like straight garbage. After. Yeah, it's well Okay, after, let's be yeah. honest. He it's, did fucking Ghost Rider number two in the past 10 years, and it looked like shit. Yeah. We're talking about fucking 80s, 90s movies. <laughs> so a movie in the 2000s looked like shit. What the fuck? It's okay. Maybe he does a lot of looking well, like shit like, movies. I don't know. He's had over, or he's been in over 100 movies. So like, yeah, most of them are going to be shit. And, well, most of his movies nowadays are... In your straight to DVD bin. Well, he went to Walmart. Well, he went fucking bankrupt, man. Stop spending your money on stupid shit. The motherfucker bought a castle. I mean, if I had the money, I'd buy a castle too. He well, apparently he didn't have the fucking money. (laughs) Obviously, he didn't. But not to say Nicolas Cage is a bad actor. No, I love Nicolas Cage. Face off. I think like was the shit. I honestly think he's one of the most unique actors to come out of the 20th century. I, 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 man, I just don't think there are many directors that can control him. No, I think he does what I the think fuck he, he wants. Yeah, I think he kind of does what he wants. And you could really tell in this movie that he's doing what the fuck he wants to do. Exactly. It's clear. Like, because you cannot tell, you, there's no way, because of his acting, you cannot tell what the tone of this movie is supposed to be. Yeah. There's no way to know. Because I don't know if he's, Overacting in this film? Oh, 100% he is. Or look like, at everyone else in this movie. Now, granted, compared this movie, to him. I guess he's he's supposed to. He's supposed to be crazy, but the way that he, he portrays goes too this crazy. character too is silly. so over the top. 
Yeah, like, like Jesus it's, Christ. Like, I can't, like, I honestly, I cannot tell if this is supposed to be a comedy or not. Like, I can't tell. Like we discussed I, before. Because this movie gets really fucking dark and really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, by the, I'd say three quarters of the way through, that's when it takes yeah. a turn. For and you the, have like, these really shit. sad moments that I can't tell or. I can't tell if they're supposed to be comedic or not. Like and when he's like the last time that he actually talks to his uh, psychiatrist or his therapist or whatever the fuck she is. Like, I can't tell if that's supposed to be played for comedy or not, but it's really sad. Like I when you, like when you really, like, you're full of shit. Like when you look at that scene where he's on the phone with her, like the last time he's on the payphone. Oh yeah. Like it's really sad. Like he's like breaking down. He's in between knowing what's happening and going completely insane. In between reality and losing right. his shit. It's fucked up and it's crazy. And we'll get to that. Even though like it's funny, like the first time you watch it, like it's funny, but like if you sit and think about like him like he's kind of begging her, like begging to see her. Yeah. Like, I need fucking help. And like I said, overall, the movie's not a bad movie. It's just crazy. (laughs) It's out there because it, to me, it teetered on that line of like, like you said, was it comedy? Was it meant to be honest? You know know what I'm saying? Yeah, was this, the fuck is going on here? Like, is he meant to be like a Travis Bickle kind of character? Like, I don't know. I can't tell. Okay. I might be wrong here, but is Travis Bickle taxi driver? Yes. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. Well, sometimes it feels that way. It feels like you're supposed to be watching his, un- like the un- his unraveling, like through his perspective. True, and but sometimes it's almost like it, the story backs out of his perspective, and you're just looking in on a crazy person. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know. It's this movie is out there, and you get no explanation. No. Why he's crazy, like what is actually wrong with him, I have no idea. Some kind of mental illness, but clearly, but like... Like, it can't be denial or none of that shit or nothing like that. Right. But it's It's not obvious, like in the beginning, it's not obvious because we start with him talking to his therapist. Yeah. And it's not obvious that he's insane. It it more seems like he's a narcissist. And he's trying to get some kind of help for something. Right. You know, you don't have no clue yet or whatever like that. But now, like granted, clearly a womanizer, but but when he's talking to the therapist at the beginning, you know, it's he's not very open, right? He's very standoffish, very to himself. You know, certain shit he's like, I ain't talking to you. He don't look her in the eye. He don't talk to her. Shit like that, which I need to start doing on this goddamn podcast instead of looking you in the eye when we're talking. I just need to look out the window and be like, yeah, you know, I'm just here. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I can make this cage shit for you. Ready? I don't know to. what the fuck's going on, <laughs> Phil. You know, this movie, you know. Look at me, my goddamn yeah. eyes. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. Be like, no, nobody's the captain. But he's not open in his therapy session at all. He's somewhat, but. Yeah, but that's, this is the only time you see that, though. After yeah, this. He's just fucking, for the most part, he's fucking guarded. Right. You know, he, he lets you know what you need to know. Well, I mean, like. And then that's it. Yeah, but after this, he actually becomes kind of honest. Like, it goes back and forth. Like, he gets really honest later on and then kind of starts pulling back. But then from that point on, he's just unraveling. Like, he's going insane. This whole movie, slowly he unravels until he goes too goddamn far. Right. 
But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but after the therapist scene with Dr. Glass, well, that, that transitions right into the scene of him meeting the girl that they were talking about, I believe. Sharon? Or no, Sharon was later. No, no, Sharon. She's a made believe. She didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, uh, what the fuck? Jackie was uh, a chick he Jackie, met Jackie. at the bar, yeah. but he met or her. Or that, that transition, or that, um, that scene transitions into the bar scene. Yeah. And he's at the bar. This scene got me going a little bit, man. I was fucking dancing. Oh, you were doing dancing. Doing a little 80s fucking shoulder roll. That club was packed. It was fucking shit. jam. It was jamming, dude. I was fucking into it. That club was fucking a hit. And, you know, they talked for a little bit. I don't even think you know what they said to each other. No, you don't. But next thing you know, they're going back to his house. And you would think in the 80s, people would have been more like, yo, we ain't doing this shit because AIDS just started popping up on the fucking radar. But nope, <laughs> not in this movie. It was like, nah, it's uh, on. No one gives a fuck. New. No. Well, back then, it was considered a uh, homosexual disease. Like, I don't think straight people were really that worried about it. They were idiots. But they get back to his apartment, which not a bad fucking place. Love it. He must have made good money. Oh, for sure, man. And what was he, I mean, he was a foreign director, I think it was, of whatever firm he was with. Um, firm or whatever. Well, yeah. I can't but like I he worked for some kind I don't know if it was a publishing office or something like that. Like I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. So they're back at his place and they are drunk as fuck. Fucked up. Like and the little boy on the stairs sees them. It's got to be like three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Why is this little boy on the goddamn staircase staring at some shit? Trying to see them titties. Yeah, like get the fuck out of here. He's excited, bro. And mom keeps trying to fucking bring him away, but he's like, nah, fuck that. Nah, they they get. Well, she didn't try hard enough. She didn't try to like. In about five minutes, we'll talk about this. That's when she tried hard enough and was like, I'm done. <laughs> like get in this fucking house, kid. But they go into ha- the apartment. It takes Nick. Nicholas Cage drunk as fuck. They're both fucked up. Yeah, they're both fucking hammered, but they're all about, we're taking these goddamn clothes off. Getting them clothes off. Because this is a really, really strange, drawn out scene, man. Like, Like, this is a sex scene that, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. Like, well, my thing was when they got to the house. Like, it's needlessly drawn out. You knew what they were going to do. But the spaceship didn't take off until they got in the apartment. And then it was like, all of a sudden, we're all up on each other. Oh, yeah. They just look like drunk people having fun. (laughs) Ha-ha, we're going home. But the minute the door closed, now we're on it. They go to it. And what I'm saying is, like, we go from, like, them on the couch. Right. To the bedroom. To the bedroom. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's really... They start on the couch, and he gets up to undress, and the next thing you know, they're in the bedroom. I don't know. It's just a very oddly shot scene. Like, there's, like... Sometimes you have like these close up of him like licking on her fucking nipples and shit. And then you go to like this weird weird wide shot from outside of the apartment then to back in like it's a really it's really drawn out and strange looking. I don't know why it lasts as long as it does. For, it doesn't need to. And for some reason in his uh, bedroom he's always got the one window down. Right. Which god damn like and his a, window's open from the top down. You giant know, like, fucking bat comes in. Yeah. Which, this is real, right? Like, this happened. Yes, I think this happened. So, yeah, so... It had to happen because <laughs> like, she freaked out about right, it. Right, exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. And the bat rolls in, and fucking 
Homegirl's like, yo, fuck this. My half naked ass is the fuck out of this goddamn apartment with all my clothes. She's like pieces. half scared, but still like drunk enough to be like laughing about it. And, and he's like, what does he try to do? He says, shoo, shoo. But he acts he sober as fuck in this scene. Oh, shoo, yeah, man. Shoo. Like, nah, dude. I bet flying in your house ain't gonna sober you up that quick. <laughs> you know? It might, dude. I don't if know. the cops busted in, you sober up real quick. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, uh, five would be cool. Let me put my dick away. Shit. <laughs> Let me fix my crazy but haircut. Obviously, he don't shoot said bat out or nothing like that. Because he ends up running the fuck off. No, they bounce, yeah. And they dip, and I guess they go to a motel. They probably go to her place, man. Oh, okay, they go there. Sure. They go somewhere, but we never know. And the next yeah, morning, this, he goes to work. This whole relationship is like in the movie is oddly disjointed. Like you don't really know. Like, I don't know if they had known each other before yeah. or like, I don't know because they're like kind of dating. Like they, they, they kind of, I think they meet at the bar and it's like that one night yeah. stand that progresses to kind now of we're dating, dating a little. Yeah. They like each other, I guess, or whatever. Right. And the next thing is it's the next morning he goes to work and he's at work talking about some fucking Contract. It's a contract, yeah. That it's, Alva, an old, it's an old contract that was misfiled. And he's got his assistant, secretary, whatever you want to call her. Maria Conchita. From Running Man. She's fucking great. I think she fucking kills it in this movie. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I think she kills it kind of on the same level as Running Man. Because Running Man, she was like hyped the fuck up. For sure. Yeah. This movie, she's not as hyped up. Very much toned down, but it works really Still well. Still hyping it. Works for the character. And yeah. for some reason, what creeped me out about this was like, well, I won't say creep me out, but maybe go, what the fuck is going on? Like she noticed him sitting with his leg on his lap, you know, or whatever. With no sock. With no sock on. And then it showed him looking at her legs. Like, what the fuck is the point of these shots? This is what I'm saying. I cannot tell what the fucking tone of this movie is. I exactly. do not know what the hell this man is going but, for. But, oh shit, you ain't got no socks on. What's up now? You know, like, it made me think that I don't know, she like, was interested in him and no, he was interested in her. No, not at all. That's not what that is. Oh. It's It has to have something to do with them being opposites. Oh, okay. It has to have something that, like... This has to be like some weird attempt at symbolism. Like that I missed. It's not even that I caught it. It's just like it has to be. Like I can't yeah. imagine it being anything else. It's like, but whatever. He calls her in the office for that contract or whatever. You need to find this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, he's not too crazy. No. A little he, crazy. He's a little bit of an asshole, but he's yeah. not like, I've lost my shit. Yeah. And, you know, he just kind of tells her she needs to find this shit. Right. Get the fuck home. Yeah, just go do it. Get the fuck out of here, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's Alva, bitch. She'll always be Maria to me. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else she is. Not this movie. It's Alva. Yeah, and she... Man, her fucking outfits in this movie are fucking wacko. She keeps wearing the same goddamn thing. She's dressing like fucking Little House on the fucking Prairie like style. Like grandma shit. It's fucking weird, like, man. Like, yeah, you ain't got another suit? You ain't got another nightgown to wear to work? Really strange. But, like, where do we go after this office um, scene? We go... I want to say he goes back to the therapist to talk about the bat and how... Oh, you might be right. Yeah, the, the, actually, the, yeah, I think you're right. Like, yeah. he was like, I took this girl home from the bar or whatever, and yeah, the so bat aroused me. Like, Yeah, what? we have the... See, this is where you kind of get his personality, because the therapist calls him out. 
Uh, like, cause he like leaves, like he's trying to leave like a few minutes before the session's over. Yeah, he's like, I'm done with this. And she's like, I noticed that you're doing that. Is that some kind of like insecurity or whatever the fuck? And that's where he sits down and talks about the bat. And that that shit killed me because it was like he, he was, was like, like, well, he was like, I don't know if this was real or a dream. Like the way he like he said he was sexually aroused while he was trying to fight the bat off. Mano, mano, me and the bat. Yeah, <laughs> trying to fight this bat off. You didn't fight shit, dude. Okay, yeah. hold up. But he was like, I got aroused by it. Yeah, you know, like it was so just you were me. fighting off with a heart on. It was just me and the bat. And you didn't fight shit, dude, because you shoot it like four times and then dip the fuck out of the apartment. Right. Like this bat scares you the fuck out of Dodge. And this is kind of like the. I don't know. It's kind of the first hint of him kind of starting to go a little crazy. Yeah. Like this weird real realization that he's having true in the middle of this uh, session with his therapist. I'll agree with um, that shit. And he I don't about know, it, but it's, he's not open enough in it. No. I mean, he's I mean, open like, too much. To I some mean, that's, extent. that's pretty open to saying I was telling, by yeah, telling your like therapist. I said, he's like, open to some extent, but it was like, not open enough to be like, where's this guy going? Because this guy lives the life of going to work, being a party animal Trying at night. to fuck, yeah. Well, you know? like, here's the thing. Like, this character deeply wants love. Like, that's, like, that's kind yeah. of the point that they're getting at. Is like, yes, he's like this womanizer, blah, blah, blah. But he's mentally goddamn unstable. But the reality is, is what he's ultimately looking for is true love, even though that he could never have that. No. He's a fucking narcissist. He he's, can't have that. He's never going to have it. Which you see at the end of the movie. But yeah. I mean, even with a fantasy, he can't have it. And that's sad. In two different separate fantasies, he cannot fucking have. Because reality love. trumps that shit. Yeah. So. But if he goes back to the bar. Yes. Like, he's just chilling there. He's not doing anything. And he he's goes with, home. He's with coworkers. And he's he with goes, coworkers at the bar. Now, this girl exists. Yeah, she exists. Rachel. Yes. Isn't that her name? Yes. She exists. Now, there is either she did go home with him and then left, and we just did not see that. Exactly. Or she never went home with him. And he, and just he made like, the- either he met her at the bar and she became this thing in his head, this I, fantasy I inside think, of his head. I think they went home together at one time because later on, we'll discuss it when they cross paths again. Because I thought she was a figment of his goddamn imagination. But in my mind, when they crossed past later... No, she was a real person. It was yeah. like... I know. When Later, we figure out she's real, but it's like... I felt that... But clearly... They had some shit because she knew who the fuck he was. See, this is where it gets... Conf- like, this is confusing. Like, you can't... Like, I can't tell if they went home together or not the fuck. Because the scene that we see is them in his bed, and she bites his neck. Like, exactly. Like, she's just on his neck. Right. Going to town or whatever. And he wakes up the next morning. She's not there. Right. Like, guess what, dude? You were one pump chump. She dipped the fuck out. And this is where... And this movie does not pretend... At least, I don't think they're trying to pretend, like, to, like... Or they're not trying to confuse you about, like, if he's crazy. I think because of, like, the he's shaving and he cuts his neck... Exactly where the I don't fucking think the movie trying to confuse. I don't us, think it but is, but if it, like, you dig too deep into it, you you confuse yourself. What's my? I'm not trying to like. I don't think the movie is trying to say like is he or is he not crazy. 
I think you're supposed oh, to believe the entire time that he's crazy. The goddamn, his fucking accent and his little pompous ass made me think, dude, you're batshit fucking crazy before any of this fucking I'm more shit. T- like, about the vampire shit. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's I thought trying... he was crazy before all this. I thought he was a little piece of shit. Sure. Well, he yeah, was well, a little no. unstable. He's, con- he's, cl- <laughs> he's clearly a piece of shit. But I mean, like, I don't think the movie's trying to say, like, I don't think it's trying to be like, a, is he or isn't he? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be, I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's hard to fucking pin this movie down. And because he cuts his neck shaving, that's exactly where the, the bite would be. The band aid. Yeah, right. exactly. And where he put the band aid on his neck. But then he makes coffee, brings it into his bedroom, and there's no one there. And the fact that when he brought it in there, I get it. It's a nice gesture and shit. Nobody's there. But then the way he like shakes the fucking cup and shit before it goes to the next scene. Right. Like, why were you shaking the cup like you had Michael J. Fox disease, dude? That's just, I guarantee that's just Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's just, he did that. No one told him to do that. (laughs) Because it makes no sense. Right. You, dude, you didn't have fucking Parkinson's all of a sudden. You know, you weren't shaking. All, uh, That's what I'm saying. This movie is so confusing because of the way that he portrays this character. Yeah. Now, granted, he's overreacting the hell out of this shit or overacting, whatever you want to call it. Right. But maybe. But this is like. That's what he was supposed to do. This is the moment where he completely starts to unravel. Yeah. Or at least he was already unraveling, but this was like yeah. the final straw in the shit. Because this is when we go back to the therapist, right? Just see, and that's the thing. It's, I can't remember how many... T- he only goes back to the therapist a couple of times. Right, but this is the time... Oh, no, no, no. He goes uh, to meet Rachel, right? Or not Rachel, uh, Jackie. Yeah. At the art museum. I think he meets her, and then, you know, she's like, what do you think about this art? And he's like, oh, I got to take a piss. Yeah, I got to take a piss. That's what I think say, like, oh, whatever. He's just like, I got to take a piss. And he just dips the fuck out and ditches this chick. And he bounces. Like, she didn't do shit to you. Now, I will say, the outfit she was wearing, that mm. hat with her hair sticking out in the middle of it was fucking, I was like, Jesus Christ. Bit intense. Yeah. Hey, it was 1988, son. <laughs> you know, that was a fashion. I've never seen some shit like that. Well... I was too young, and you weren't on Earth in 1988, so you don't know That's that very fashion, true. son. That is very true. So, whatever. I would have probably dipped out of that art museum, too. Be like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> I'm out. Deuces. And so, that's where he tries to call... No, that's not where he calls... He didn't call the therapist, so he put the fucking no, chompers no, no. in. No, he does. He tries to call... He goes into an apartment complex... Or uh, an apartment building and tries to call his therapist right then. Oh, yeah, and she don't answer. Right. He keeps trying to blow her up and it's like, nah. So he does that or whatever. And you know, now well, then Jackie's like, what the fuck? Right. And she calls, he goes back home. She calls him, leaves a message, basically telling him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Basically you're a piece of shit, whatever. While he's sitting on the couch thinking, God damn, you know, he didn't think I completely transformed right now, but it's all about this Rachel chick. He doesn't, yeah, at this point, like, he doesn't think that he's transforming into a, or wait, no, we missed, no, no, we're right. We probably missed. He he doesn't think that he's a vampire at this point. No. Rachel just comes over to feed on him. Right. That's what he feels like. Um, She just magically goddamn appears, and she wants to get naked beside her fucking panties, and put tits out, and bite your neck. That's right. She don't never get fully naked. He's got a shitty fantasy. 
And at that, like, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know if they fucked or not, but like, regardless, she is his fantasy. Like, that's clear. I mean, because to be honest, when he left the bar that night, he never went home with her and we never saw that. So right. he could have seen her at the bar and he fixated this whole fantasy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that could easily be the case. But like I said, later on, they know well, each no, other. No, no, no. They clearly, you know, so- they clearly met. I just don't know if they actually went home together. True. And that's where the confusing line is drawn with this fucking silly ass movie. Um, yeah. And then you go back to, that's when you go back to the therapist, right? Like, cause I don't think you go, I don't think he like talks shit to Alva before the therapist the second time. I don't think so because I think that next time that he does, is that the time that he chases her? Well, he sits in his office and keeps saying, Alva, Alva, Alva. And everybody in the office is like looking around. Alva's like, man, fuck you. I'm doing my work. You know, eat shit. You know, and then he runs out. He jumps on the goddamn cabinet, whatever the fuck it is, counter. Just a desk, yeah. And was like, you're there. Like, that's when you should have known dude has lost his shit. I feel like there's another time before that. Maybe not, though. There probably is. And... Me being the first time Because he fucks with her quite a bit. He talks shit to her. Actually, I think the time before this, they're in the office. Yeah, because he... The phone call. Yes, it's a phone call. By the yes, client. That's right. And he pretends... <laughs> yeah, that's... This he is was the like, moment. I'm going to get my ass chewed pretty much, and you got to hear this. Yeah, I'm going to make you stand here and watch me have to deal with this. While I tap dance around this. Right. That you didn't tap dance around shit. But then the asshole that he is hangs up the phone and was like, he wants it by the end of the week. Like, right. whoa, dude. Calm the fuck down. Just be honest. It's, be like, yo, dude's not in a rush. Yeah, and this is another thing in this movie where it's just like, it's, it's, this is a movie is very hard to understand. Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, it's, it's his attempt at like trying to take control, but it's not very clear. And he what ain't the fuck? control of shit. It's not clear what he's actually trying to do. Like, why is he fucking with her so hard? Because he's a fucking piece of shit boss. Yeah, but it's just her. He don't fuck with none of the other women in the office. Just her. And, you know, that shit happens. And so she goes, basically, he's just saying, like, you got to go back and keep looking for the fucking contract. And then we and then we must go to the uh, him jumping on the counter. No, no, that's later. Uh, That's. We go back. That's when we go to the therapist, and the ther- and he starts talking about the uh, Jackie because she asks about Jackie, right? I think she did. Yeah, because she's like, "Did you go back and see her or whatever?" But no, he straight up like was like, "And I this is where back to my apartment because like this is where she asks him about the uh, the uh, being aroused during the bad attack." We might have fucking confused scenes and shit. But Maybe, but we'll I, get I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever. You get the fucking point. No, it don't. So. Who gives you not, none of this? Like, it doesn't matter what happened when, honestly, yeah. at this point. Like, it really doesn't. We'll get to when the shit hit the um, fan. <laughs> because the therapist is basically saying, like, I want to talk to you about the uh, him being aroused by the fucking bat. Yeah. And he's like, I was horny. Yeah. And I was drunk. I, I had a little bit to drink. And horny. And I was drunk. And you know, I was horny. <laughs> Even though you you don't have the pompous accent to do that, you know, like the I'm better than you shit. But he's just he. This is where he starts acting like a child. Yeah, like a little spoiled motherfucker. And this is his goddamn way. Is this where we get the the infamous fucking alphabet scene? 
Or is that no? That comes later. That's later. Yeah. This is when this is when he had like his breakdown. This is when the breakdown started. Well, like the alphabet scenes, like after he chased Alva, right? Yeah. And you know, now go back to what we were talking about. Him jumping on the counter, like pointing at her. Ha! Got you, or I found you, or whatever the fuck he said. Alva's like, "What the fuck?" and runs off. They go to the bathroom. Yeah. And they're in the bathroom, and he chases her in the goddamn women's room. Right. And that old lady shows up. Well, I was like, I got a gun. Yeah. And that old lady's like, what the fuck is going on here? And walks off and looks yeah. right she's, at the yeah. goddamn camera. I'm almost positive. She's, yeah, she spikes the camera. She looks right directly into the fucking lens. It would have been better if she looked at it and just finger pistoled. Like, she might as well have at yeah. that fucking point. But my thing with this, like, so Peter... Confronts her in the bathroom, Alva, and is like talking that shit to her, whatever. But right after that, Alva goes back to her desk and fucking the old lady shows up and is like, are you okay? Why didn't you stay in the bathroom and be like, what the fuck are you in here for? She's old school, motherfucker. But that's why she should have been like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Stop being a dick. You know, like if it was my grandma, my grandma would have been like, let me tell you something, motherfucker. (laughs) You know? That's old school. That old lady was just like, man, fuck it. I'll, I'll get you back at your desk. You know? I ain't got no part in this game. And this is where we get kind of like the first... I think this is the first scene where he goes back and forth from being insane to actually going back yeah, to Yeah, he's insane. like teetering. So, like, he realizes what he's done in that moment. But he don't realize, like, the ramifications. It's like, is this real or not? You know? Like, right. you can't judge... Pretty much it's like right from wrong. Right. You're brought up knowing right from wrong, but right now he can't see the fucking weights going back and forth. Yeah, because this is insane. What he's doing right now is fucking insane. Like, today's age, you run out of your office after yelling somebody's fucking name and jump on the fucking desk. You're going to fucking HR. <laughs> Somebody's going to have a fucking issue He with does. You. He has to. And he explains it away by taking... He said he took mescaline. No, 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 no. Yes. He he explained that to Alva. He no, didn't no, explain no. it to no, the guys no. in the boardroom. Yes, he did. That oh, was did? his excuse. Yes. Oh. His excuse was, is I took mescaline. I thought he said that just to Alva. No. But in the boardroom, that's when you get that toxic masculinity where they're all laughing about Again, it. Again, like this movie is trying to say too much. It's trying to that's do confusing. too much where it's like, what the fuck are you trying to say to me? Like in the boardroom, or because whatever. like this, like if you just saw this fucking scene, you would just think that they were toxic, like they're toxic men they're being assholes. assholes, right? Like, but that's not the case. That's not the case with him. He's actually insane. <laughs> but they don't know he's lost his fucking right. shit. And when he's in that room with the guys, and he's like, "Oh," and I guess would it be the president of the company or whoever? CEO, yeah, whatever. CEO, whatever. He's like, ha ha, she asked me for a raise or promotion. <laughs> You're like, what a dickhead. Stupid bitch. <laughs> like, like, God damn, man. I ain't giving you shit. It's 1989. Here's a nickel. Psh, there's a raise. All I want to know is, what did they write on the fucking bathroom wall about me? Yeah, cocksucker. Hey, shut up. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth. You rat bastard. So that whole scene was like, the toxic masculinity you're talking about. Right. It's bullshit. It's weird. Like, it doesn't fit. No, not at all. Like, this movie should be about dude losing his fucking shit, 
thinking he's a goddamn fucking vampire because he couldn't so fucking clearly, shaving. In that, like, this is like a classic Nicolas Cage overacting, which, like, I think he's doing on purpose. It's almost like he's making fun of the movie itself. It's weird because he's like the way he laughs, like fuck in this you, scene, this paycheck, like the way off. he talks and the way that he laughs, like. It's almost as if he's making fun of everyone else that's in this movie. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, we discussed before we ever started this. The minute he started talking in this goddamn movie, I was thrown off. Because I was like, what the fuck, dude? You're trying too goddamn hard. I don't think it's like, or maybe it is. Maybe it is that. But, like, to me, like, when I watch it, I'm just like, are you shitting on the industry itself like that's what it feels like yeah like it seems like he's overdoing everything to basically make fun of everyone that's in this movie exactly and everyone that has anything to do with this movie and to me like i couldn't wrap my head around like what the fuck is i mean it's amazing i fucking love it i (laughs) I think it's fantastic like i said was he supposed to act this way or not and it's like that realm of what the fuck are we supposed to believe you know, I don't know. I mean, it's not in depth like a Christopher Nolan Inception, but <laughs> I have no fucking idea. This movie is like I like for a first timer watching it. I was like, which is why I love Nicolas Cage because like you watch his movies and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. Like, is this motherfucker doing this? Like, because is that's he doing this do, on or purpose? Is it a joke? Yeah. I don't know. And so after that boardroom meeting, where do we go? This has to be when he makes the call to uh, Jackie, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. He's starting to I feel think. the fake vampire fucking that... effects. And he yes, calls because Jackie. Because he, he meets with Rachel before he really starts thinking that he's a vampire. Yeah. One more time. She comes over or Figment like he, like he, So him. he makes, so he calls Jackie, makes the plan to go meet well, with her at the bar. Well, she calls him and talks shit. Like, what you did to me was dirty as fuck. No, 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 no. That's On that big-ass goddamn... Well, that's well before. No. Yeah, well, she called him on that goddamn big-ass answering machine. Yeah, that's well before. Yeah, but, that, that's after he bounced out of the, the, the art, art museum. museum. Yeah. But then he calls her up. That's this scene. Yeah. She called him before, and then he calls up apologizing and shit right. like that. Trying to say he's ill. And all yeah. this shit. Saying whatever the fuck he wants and to say. And that they're going to meet somewhere at 9 o'clock. Like 9 p.m. at, we'll say hibachi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Everybody loves Conky, son. Get me a tiki drink. So, he goes, gets dressed, to go on this goddamn 9 p.m. date. Guess where? Where are they going? Hibachi? That's right, hibachi. <laughs> they're going to Conky. Well, like... Japanese steakhouse, bitch! So, like, he gets ready... And then, but it's way too early, right? I don't, we don't know the because time like, frame. Well, yeah, you have no idea what time it is. Actually, that doesn't make sense. So, like, he gets ready and then sits down as if he needs to be waiting. Yeah. Like, for like that's why I thought, like, maybe he just got ready too early. But then right after that, right, right after he sits, like... It's this really weird scene of him sitting down in a chair. Yeah, for no like, reason. Kind of throwing like this weird fit, or like it. That's why I thought that maybe he just was waiting. Like, kind of like maybe the fit. I don't know mental instability because that's what this motherfucker was doing. Right, but it was like, was it the fit of y'all? I just signed up for something I didn't really want to do. Right. But there's or- a there's a problem with that 
is that like so he hears a knock on the door. Yeah. Right? But then and no one's out the door, right? So he goes and checks, and no one's out there. And then he goes back and puts But his here's coat the thing. On. We have a cutaway to fucking Jackie at the bar already. By herself. Yeah. So she he was free gaming, so, son. He was supposed to No, yeah, but she's acting like he should be there already. Yeah. So he's already late? Tom tables make no sense. I don't know if this is an like, editing problem or yeah. like what the fuck. And but he puts his jacket on, you know. And then he like he just walks out like Whatever. He walks out. I don't know. You know what I think it was? That little kid from the steps earlier beat on his goddamn door <laughs> and ran the fuck off. Let me send some titties, bitch. Yeah. Like, where are these hoes at in this house? <laughs> so, but he walks out and he gets almost, I want to say, to the outside door. I guess like, I could go not out this apartment tell, complex. I could not tell where the fuck he was. And Rachel appears. Yeah, she comes down the stairs. I'm a jealous bitch or right. whatever the fuck she is. Yeah, she's yeah, there's a bunch of like weird diatribes and when in this she movie. She walks him back upstairs. He walks up there like as a scalded puppy type shit. Like, yeah, like he's almost uh, zombified. Yeah. You know, I'm defeated. You know what the hell? Like this bullshit. It's and, like <laughs> God damn it. Like this shit is so hard to like break down because I don't know what is and what isn't uh, on yeah. purpose because of him like i cannot tell if this is like supposed to be some kind of metaphor about him thinking he's a goddamn um, vampire well not not necessarily that but I, or not even a metaphor like more of like is this supposed to be him fighting like wanting to be in love so like rachel is like supposed to be his love yeah. right like his true love or whatever but he's also fighting against that. Like, to try to date Jackie or whatever. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's second guessing. I don't know if it's supposed motives. to be like this weird contrast between like his two sides or not. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Trust me, you don't, don't need to ask me about this shit because I'm lost as fuck on what his <laughs> fucking idea of fucking real shit is. <laughs> I know. But then, like, yeah, he falls right back into like this. Um, he just ghosts her ass, pretty much. Yeah. And she writes on the napkin her shit. And she felt the need to go all the way to his house to put that napkin on his goddamn mailbox. Yes. Because it wasn't on his door. But after this scene, like with Rachel appearing at a goddamn thin air because she's this goddamn vampire succubus. Yes. And feeding on him again. That's when he starts to feel. Just tell me you love me. Yeah, I'm a fucking Just tell vampire. me. Just whisper it to me. Just tell me you love yeah, me. Yeah, like it's yeah, creepy Jesus as fuck. Fucking like fucking Christ, man. The hell? And this is all happening in his head, mind you. Yeah, like this isn't actually happening. The head's all fucked up, son. Like, which is why I'm having such a hard time, like figuring out what's actually happening in his head. Like, what is the point of this? That's where I've been at this whole goddamn movie. Like, the fuck is real? You know, like. Well, I What's, know this isn't real, but my point is, like, why would he be fantasizing about this? Yeah. Like, like to me, being the first-time watcher, like, this scene is shit, like, the shit with Rachel. I know the motherfucker ain't a goddamn vampire. Yeah. Right? I, I get that. But to me, it was like, Rachel would appear and shit like that and lead him places. And at this point in the movie, I was like, yo, is is, is this chick, like, real or is it fucking all in his head? Because you don't know till later that it's not in his... It's well, all no. in his goddamn head. At this point, 
No, it is clear that this is not happening. At this point, you know he's fucking yeah. retarded. He's yeah. mental, this, whatever. This, this clearly none of this shit is happening. But to me, like watching it, I was like, okay, first off, I don't even know where the fuck Rachel came from. And to the start movie, off with. the movie makes it clear right after this, where he's taking a shower and he's talking to Rachel that yeah, isn't like, come there on and get in and get in the shower and nobody's and there. No it's like, there. okay, wait a minute, dipshit. So this is the second time where we see him talking to himself and he's in there laughing and joking. Like, which is what I'm saying. He's like, this movie's so weird because you know, from the get go, that he was in that goddamn shower jerking the gherkin. That's what he was doing. 100%. Like, dude, it's got to get them ropes out, bro. That motherfucker has lost his shit. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's done. And I think after this, by now, you know, he's already wearing the sunglasses. He's not. Well, no. So he started wearing the sunglasses right after he chased Alva. Okay. Remember yeah. when he went into the bathroom and was like, it's so bright in here. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> you're not a vampire dipshit. Or, oh, no. Is that plus him at the um, therapist's office when he's like, why is it so goddamn bright in here? It might have been. And that's like, when he started wearing sunglasses. Because he's like, at this point, he's crazy. He's like walking around the office in sunglasses and he's smoking a cigarette. Well, it was the 80s. You know, motherfuckers just smoking their office. It was okay. Nobody gave two shits. So, I mean, you could ride an airplane and smoke in the goddamn 80s. So, and at this point, I think this it, is where Alva has called, taken a day off. Yeah, she called out sick. She had a severe cold. Yes. And her mom was berating her like, you need this fucking job. Yeah, she's like, yeah, they're... Get your ass to work. You don't need to lose this fucking job. Yeah, so Alva, so Alva, her brother, and her parents live together. They're lower middle class. They clearly all need to work to fucking keep this shit going. But the sad part is, Alva don't look like a 20-year-old. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, no. I mean, I mean, she looks like... Mid to late 20s at this point. Yeah. So she's in bed. She's like, no, I'm not going to work. Because, like, obviously her mom don't know what the fuck's going on. No. And shit like No that. one knows exactly what the fuck is going on. She's just bitching about her boss. And everyone has to deal with a shitty boss. So, like, her and mom's it, like, go fuck yourself. Get up. Like, get nut dressed. up or shut up. Yeah. You know? Like, just you got to make up, money. Get dressed and go the fuck to work. And while this is going on, old Peter is... Or Paul. And his name Paul? Peter. Peter. Okay. Peter's sitting there looking uh, through the goddamn roller deck. I can't remember what the fucking other secretary's name is. Uh, Sandy, send an elbow, please. Yeah. <laughs> but he's looking through the Rolodex and gets her address and goes, oh, I'm going to get a cab over that motherfucker. Sure. Like, you ain't sick, bitch. Let's be real. It looks like she lives in like Long Island or some yeah. shit. Well, it took $25 for him to get there. I will say because he bitched about fifty dollars later, so I'm guessing it was twenty five to get there, twenty five to get back. Yeah. So he gets the fucking address somehow, gets a cab and drives to her house. Like, dude, seriously, you can just leave work and do shit like that and still get paid. He's a goddamn boss. Yeah. He's a G and goes to her goddamn house. Yes. And what the fuck was she but doing at this point? Like, at this point, he has pretty much lost his fucking mind, right? Like, oh, yeah, because he is no, like, he shot the shit. No, we missed a fucking part with him and Alva. He already tried to fucking pump faker before, remember? Where? Like, after after he chased her out of the office into the bathroom. Yeah. So, he remember, he apologized for that shit in yeah. his office again, 
And he was like, remember he freaks out on her fucking twice when she's trying to leave the office at five o'clock and she has her coat on? Oh, well, I thought that was later, but yeah. No, no. You might is, be right. This is before that. He's like, you need to find this contract. Yeah, so like he, he does this, I think, twice. So like he tries to like fake pump her fakes. out. Yeah, he tries to like pump fake her. <laughs> so I like, like the fact that by you being that like term. by being like super nice to her, like in the office. You know, he's like, oh, everything's good, everything's fine, and then like immediately flips and be's a and he's a fucking piece of shit. He's like, no, you're gonna stay here, which she does. She stays until one o'clock in the fucking morning, trying to find the goddamn contract. Just like, yeah, talking about you need to work overtime and shit like that. Like, yeah, what? And but now, like, he goes to her goddamn house, which honestly, nowadays HR will eat you alive with this shit. No, oh, for sure. And we're not even at like he would have he would have already been fired. Like yeah. there's no like because he goes to her house and he finds her in I guess you would say the living room. Yeah, and was She's she in, like, ironing her clothes? Yeah, ironed her clothes in brown panties. No, no, she had pants on. Okay, she had she had pants. She on? was ironing the shirt that she was going to wear. That's normal. But where was she going to wear it to? She won't go to work that day. No, she was going to go out and fucking have a nice yeah, day. She was going to have a blast. She wasn't sick. And he's over there beating on the goddamn window like, hey, hey. Yeah, he's like, no, Elva, it's a truce. See, yeah. I brought soup. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice as fuck. Yeah. I'm such a happy person. You know what? Fuck the contract. Yeah. We don't need him, Elva. Yeah, like, Please. fuck that. I apologize. I know I was a piece of shit. Come back to work and find this. Please, just come back to... No. So, He's like, please, I don't worry about it. She should have opened that door and been like... <laughs> I'm all fucked up. And Elva, no, she's a sweet, innocent soul. She's totally open. She's like... I just didn't want to come back because you're fucking mad at me. And he's like, I realize that. And I'm a piece of shit, Elva. I'm sorry. I like that somewhat you have that little pretentious fucking tone in your voice. <laughs> like, I know where you're going with this dick. You're about to become an asshole. Yeah. And he gets her to come to work that day. And she's like, and since she's such an innocent, sweet soul, she's like, okay. Yeah. I'll go get dressed. I'll come to work. Let's go. Since you're being so nice to me again, even though you've done this to me before. <laughs> Maybe you had a turn of cheek, yeah. you know, like you turn the cheek, other cheek, and it's and you're almost cool. immediate when they get back in the fucking car. Well, no, it's not immediate. It's, it's almost like a minute or two later that he fucking. And he's flips. basically like, "I know, Alva. Today you're going to find the contract." And she's like, "Oh, I thought you didn't care if if he's we lost him as a client." And he's like, and he's he's like, "Yes." That doesn't mean we stop working, Alva. We that work as hard as we can. We don't work as hard as we can because the work never stops. Yeah. And then he calls Trust her Trust me, Alva. It never stops. Doesn't he call her a cunt, too? Yes, he calls her. Well, not to her, not face. To her face. He calls her a bitch, though. Because then he has this weird... We, <laughs> actually, we completely missed when he ate the cockroach. This is what he's going insane. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's before this. And he actually ate a cockroach in the film. One hundred percent. Like Jesus Christ. Um, you took so, this shit to heart. So this is when that weird cough starts. This weird like <laughs> half vomit <laughs> thing that he yeah. does. So he calls her. Oh no no. This that's because you're eating shit and you shouldn't be so eating. He's he. Fre- I can't remember exactly what he says, but he freaks out and then he has that weird cough. And she's like, are you okay? What's his last name? Peter uh, Lowe. He's like, Mr. you okay, Lowe? Mr. Lowe? And he's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, damn, <laughs> like, dude. God damn. Dude got fucking dark quick. 
And she's smart enough to be like, okay, my fucking brother works there. I need what? to stop here real quick. And he was like, okay, stop to give him money. That's what yeah. she said. And she shows up and her brother, guess what his name Emilio. is? Emilio. And Emilio's like, dude, it ain't that serious. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we all got shitty bosses. Take some fucking blanks. Like, what the fuck are blanks going to do? I'm like, nah, bitch, I need real bullets. Like, Yeah, but this plays a... This plays out later in a very key moment of his breakdown. The fact that she has blanks. Yeah. And she gets the blanks from her brother, which... Like, and then for she got real bullets. For some reason, gets back in this fucking car. Like, come on, bro. There's no way in fucking hell. I don't care how much I needed a fucking job. I yeah, I would have. I would have been like, yo, this dude is bashing like, crazy. I'm out. Give me real fucking bullets. We're gonna end this shit. Not, I'm gonna shoot him. But guess what? I ain't going back to work. Guess what? No, I, I just, quit. I just would have quit. Yeah. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah. And I'm not gonna have my boss call me a bitch. Okay. Like that's not gonna fucking happen. Yeah. She gets the blanks and gets back in the car and goes to work. Yes. Going back and looking and for the... Once this they is get where back he's, in the car... This is where he's walking around <laughs> fucking smoking cigarettes and fucking like looking... He pulls her fucking ponytail back. This is crazy. Yeah. You'd have been fucking fired, dude. 100%. I don't care who the fuck you are in this company. Your job would have been done. They, they would have been like, look, you got to go, dude. This is straight up assault. You have lost your shit. Because he talks mad shit to her. And before this, I think he even put like a hand on her fucking shoulder. Yeah. In a fucking wrong way. 100%. Like, this that's that scene. Yeah. You went about this fucking shit all wrong, sir. Guess what? You'd be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it was 1988. I Nobody guess, gives a shit. Man, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's crazy. They would have fired her in 1988, not him. Guess what? No, that dude. Well, that's what I'm fired. saying. Like, is this supposed to be commentary on that kind of behavior? I don't know. It, none of us know. Like, at the time, they didn't portray it as it was commentary for that shit. Because, guess yeah, what? I don't know if it's me just looking back on it, thinking exactly. about it. like I can't tell. And looking back, yeah, this shit wouldn't have flown. But back then, I don't think would they would have brought that shit to light. Maybe not. They thought it was just normal business shit. And guess what? It was fucked up business shit. Even if it was back then, it was fucked up. Fuck yeah. That's crazy. Can't be putting hands on people like that. So, you know, they get back to the office. And he stays in his fucking office. And he's going fucking insane. Oh, he's losing his shit. Because he was talking shit to that cab driver that talked about, like, his wife and shit (laughs) like that. (laughs) Which... He has a fantasy about like a couple minutes later. Yeah, in his office with the cab driver. But this and his is wife. where this is where he really freaks out because he thinks that he can't. He doesn't have a reflection anymore. Oh, that shit was funny. That's when this happened. Somebody was taking a shit and was like, he "Shut the fuck up!" Taking a shit. That was his boss, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that was his boss and the fucking shitter. He was like, "Shut the fuck he up!" Was I'm like, to take shut a the shit. fuck up! If you can't shut the fuck up, then go back to the woman's room. <laughs> He's like, anybody in an office, dude. This is even if I was taking the shit to this day in a goddamn bathroom like that, and somebody was saying shit like that, I'd be like, "Yo, you're (laughs) fucking retarded. Shut the fuck up." I'd have been with him on this ball, dude. When he runs back into his office, dude, this is. I don't care what you want to say about Nicolas Cage's overacting in this movie. This shit is genius. 
when he when his secretary calls him when he runs back into his office and he has that weird like pitiful sad fucking voice when he's like just tell everyone I'm at a meeting. He's <laughs> just like, just in like the corner. pitiful fucking voice. Oh, that actually reminds me. We completely missed one of the greatest scenes in this fucking movie. What is that? Uh, it's the last time you see him in the therapist's office, like when he's actually there. Yeah. When he, <laughs> he's like, when he's talking about the filing. Yeah. Oh, he's that's like, when he says yeah. the ABC. So this is where he's like, he's like, oh, she, fuck she it's, it's right after, um, he chases her into the bathroom or whatever. It's the next therapist uh, scene. He's like, oh, I kind of got a little upset at work. <laughs> She's like, well, tell me about it. Or whatever. He's like, oh, it's just it's just about a lost contract. And then he slowly starts to devolve yeah. into this insanity where he's like, well, you would think if it was put into that file, it would be in that file, wouldn't it? She's like, yes, but sometimes it gets, sometimes people misfile. mess up and misfile. He's like, misfile? I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, well, he's just like, misfile? What do you mean? A, <laughs> he's B, like, C, D, well, sometimes e, people mistakenly put it in the wrong file. He's like, well, how hard is it? It's it's alphabetical. It's A, B, C, D, E. He goes through the <laughs> entire fucking alphabet. And this is where you see this weird childlike behavior where he like crosses his arms. Like, I've never misfiled anything in my life. And, and I'm glad the therapist was like, I'm glad you know your ABCs. Yeah. Well, she's kind of freaking out. You can yeah, tell like, she's like, like Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with fucking you? Fucking crazy. Like this scene is beautiful. Like they both it killed is. It. Insane. I've never seen anything like this in my entire fucking life. And they both killed it. Yeah. So it's like, she could have been like, shut the fuck up. You're retarded. But this scene could have been played a million different ways, yeah. but it's it was done so perfectly. Like, it's just insanity. I thought, like I said, it, that, that was a great goddamn scene. The ABCs and all that shit. Yeah. It was like, you didn't have to go through the whole alphabet. You could have just done like half of it and we would have There's gotten no, what you were like, saying. I can't imagine that was actually in the script. Maybe it was, but that just seems like some Nicolas Cage shit. Or he like just, maybe he would have ad libbed the whole thing yeah, right. and they were like, dude, we got to just leave this in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it was it was Let's amazing. Go. I loved it. But back to the office, you know, he's in his office losing his shit. Yeah, he's kind of like in the fetal position a little bit. But Alva finds the file. Yes. And goes there because she knows he's there and she's knocking but, on the door. But now his fantasies are starting to kind of leak into reality. Reality, right? So, like, now he thinks that Rachel's in his office. He's fantasizing about the cab driver and his wife. Um, yeah, like, you didn't have shit with this yeah, cab driver, so but all of a sudden, that's where the love shit kicks this off. This is the moment where he completely breaks. Yeah. He is gone. And finally. Yeah, so Alva is knocking on the fucking door, trying to get his attention. I found the file, Mr. fucking whatever. Low. Low. <laughs> I found it. Mr. Dipshit. And he opens the fucking door looking like a goddamn madman. Oh, he looks all fucking disraveled. Like, yeah, his hair's all fuck fucked up. On? I mean, it's fucked up most of this movie, but I mean, it's really fucked up. Oh, dude, it's fucking... He has, well, like this weird flock of seagulls thing going on. I ran so far. I ran and he's like, so far it's too away. late, Alva. It's too late, 
And she's like, what do you mean? No, it, how could it be too late? It's not too late. How could it be too late? Yeah. And he's like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's too late. Like, there's something going to mean something. <laughs> like, no, there's not. Like, look, bitch, I found this fucking file. This is when he starts doing that, like, weird eye thing where he's, like, he, like, tilts his head up and his eyes are super wide. No. The (laughs) best part about the eyes super wide is after this when he goes and buys the goddamn thing. (laughs) I know. It's fucking crazy. But this scene, this is where this movie takes a fucking really weird turn. Where it becomes half dark as fuck and half comedic. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, I wouldn't consider this a dark comedy. This is just, like, it's it's schizophrenic. Yeah, exactly. It's out fucking there. Because this is when he starts, he chases Elva down. So they go down into, like, the basement. No, I thought he had the fangs by then. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Um... He chases is, the yeah, basement so he chases or, her down. You know, where Milton from Office Space works. <laughs> Wherever the fuck they are. Some kind of maintenance office or some shit. And she gets her gun out. And he and like this is this is why it's so fucking dark. Because this isn't the first time that he wanted Alva to kill him. He wants to get killed. Yeah. Like, and this this happens before this scene as well. Remember when he He's talking shit to Elva in his office in one scene, and she leaves after, you know, after he chased her into the bathroom, that scene. Mm -hmm. And when she leaves his office, he goes, he's standing up and he goes, don't you want to shoot me or don't you want to shoot shoot me or something like that? Remember that? Don't you want to pull your gun out or don't you want to shoot me? He says something weird like that under his, almost under his breath, like he's begging to be killed. Yeah, it's weird. He's lost and he does shit. and he does the same thing in this scene where she pulls her gun out and he's like and he's begging her. But what's funny about it? She's got a six shooter. Yeah, dude, she shoots five shots before he grabs her. Four. She shot four. Four shots. You counted? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because I was gonna say like I think that I'm pretty sure once four. he shot himself in the mouth, there was too many shots. It's either that or it was a fucking twenty two. And it might the not whole be a six shooter. Quote unquote rape scene. Well, you don't see the rape scene. Yeah. But like, I don't know. This whole scene is fucking crazy because he is lit like again, it's almost like I don't know if you've ever been around like a someone with dementia. It's almost like he has this these weird moments where he realizes what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's begging her to kill him. Yeah. But the thing is, like, even the rape scene, like what we saw. He didn't, like, hit her upside the dome and shit like that. Well, no, he did. It's just a very poorly fucking gun yeah. scene. And Because later, she's all, like, bruised up. Like, Yeah, hell? so he does hit her. It's just, yeah. it, it looks like shit in the movie. Um, and he tries to commit you, suicide. You have, like, this rapey moment. Like, I have a feeling that there was more shot for this scene. It just wasn't allowed to be put into the final and cut. The thing is, when he put the blanks... The gun in his mouth and shot the two blanks. Yeah. When his mouth got burnt any, you well, know, like real blanks, you probably would have died. You probably been fucked up. But these were more like pop caps. Yeah. Which I played with as a child. But like the gun, like the prop gun itself didn't actually have a barrel, probably. Yeah. And he didn't die, so he thought he was a goddamn vampire all of a sudden. He can't die. Exactly. That's where the blanks play in. Like, so he shoots himself with the blanks. 
clearly does nothing. So now he thinks he's a vampire, which is direct, like, smash cut to him running through the streets. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a vampire. vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! <laughs> <laughs> like, and everybody's looking at him like, you're a retard. Yeah. You're stupid as shit. Like, shut up, dude. And that's when he goes to get the teeth, right? Uh, He goes back to his apartment, right? I thought he went and got, like, the teeth and no, shit. No, I think he goes back to his right. apartment. I think this is when he really starts freaking out. So he, like, breaks the mirrors in his apartment. He's trashing the whole fucking place. Yeah. And then he makes a coffin out of his sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and this is where we get another scene with uh, uh, Rachel. Yeah. Um, Talking about how he's her love or whatever the fuck you get out of that. And that's when... He has this realization. I think that, or I don't know. Like it's like I'm not getting vampire teeth. Yeah. So this is where he he gets confirmation from Rachel that he is becoming a vampire, which is, and then there's another like something else happens, and then you have a scene of him biting a pillow. Yeah, which Remember? made no sense. Like, he's like, like, <laughs> like biting a fucking pillow. Like, well, I ain't gonna do shit for you, homie. Tr- trying to see if like he has vampire. I'm gonna teeth. get some feather down. Let's do this. Something else happens. I think maybe you get the scene with uh, Alva and her family back at the house. Maybe I don't think that happened just yet. I don't remember. I think while he was getting the teeth and doing the other shit he was doing, that scene kind of fits in there. Baby, and like I said, he goes to this little bodega. Yeah, he goes to a fucking little magic bodega. Yeah, and looks for teeth, and he can't buy the fiberglass ones. So he's like, "Oh, well, I ain't got no money. (laughs) Do you have anything cheaper? (laughs) I got these three fifty fucking teeth. I'll take the plastic." (laughs) And he took the fucking cheap teeth, dude. And he's walking around looking like a goddamn idiot. This is idiot. what I'm saying. Like this, it switches from like being dark to, to like, comedy, but not like dark comedy. Like it's, it really is almost schizophrenic. Where it's like, it's dark and then it's comedy, and then it's dark and then it's comedy. <laughs> like it's weird as shit because he's running around with these teeth <laughs> like a little child. Like but, he's like uh, running out like with these weird. And he even called. The therapist with the goddamn teeth in his head. Yeah, so and she was getting digged up by some dude, dude, some, some a, young guy. For a second, dude, I thought it was fucking um Maria Kachita's brother. Oh God, she was a goddamn sugar mama. That's what she was. Is that before or after he gets the pigeon? It's got to be before. No, he it's gets right the before. teeth. He and calls, he calls her. Yeah, and he calls her, and then and then he goes like <laughs> the next morning gets the pigeon. No, no, no. No, it's right after that. <laughs> because it's still like dark. Like it's before he goes to the club. Yeah. So it's that same moment. He gets the pigeon and takes it back to his goddamn house. I think. Like I can't remember if the pigeon's first or the phone calls first. Like I said, the timeline is crazy. But he calls but that the therapist. Phone, I think it the pigeon tries to get fucking help. I'm pretty sure the pigeons uh it doesn't fucking matter. But like that phone call. That he makes to the therapist. That was like the last stretch of, I need fucking help. Incredibly dark. Like, it comes off comedic, but it's one of the saddest things I think I've ever yeah, seen in my entire like, life. Yeah, because it's like, I need you now. He's like, S-, like, the way he says sooner, 
He keeps saying sooner. Yeah. Like in the sooner. way he's starting to like break sooner. down and start to cry. Like that is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. I don't know. I've seen sadder. So have I, but I mean like it's really fucking For this movie dark, is sad as shit. Like, it's like it's this he's, is like a dude's like, final reaching out the, like help th- fucking me. Through like him unraveling, like there are so many moments where he's begging for help. Like he is begging for someone to help him. And nobody cares. Whether it's being killed or just someone to listen to him. Like the therapist is like, yo, bitch, it's the weekend. Shut the fuck up. I'll see you Monday morning. <laughs> you know, like my job works Monday through Friday. Fuck you. Pretty much, yes. That's the vibe I got. Like the she, way, I don't know. Is there something the way he says he's sooner? She like should, the weird, therapist should have straight up on that phone call been like, look, I'm getting digged up right now. Well, no. she. What she should have done is try to fucking call someone and get someone to pick him up. True that, but... Dude, the way he was talking... She was like, no, nah, I don't like, give a shit. The way he was talking was like, he could have been institutionalized. No problem. Right then. Yeah. And it was like, whatever, we got an appointment for Monday morning at 7 in the morning. Yes. You know? And, and that's like, when... Okay. That has to be when he gets the pigeon, I, I think, because he goes back to his apartment and he eats a raw pigeon. I think he got that pigeon after it because after the phone call, I think he went and got the pigeon. With his dumbass shit. That scene is so goddamn funny, man. Yeah, because I was like, the fuck is he doing this pigeon? Chasing him around. And all of a sudden, there's feathers (laughs) over his goddamn apartment. He eats a raw pigeon. And, yo, you didn't throw up? What the fuck? Dude, that shit would most likely kill you. Yeah, you'd be fucking like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, I think that's what we get later on. So there's two different moments. It's him eating the pigeon, which fucks him up, clearly. Like, oh, yeah, it fucks with his stomach. Yeah, and it like, should. Pretty bad. And then he he sets an alarm, I think, and then goes to bed. Yeah. Under his fucking couch coffin. And he sets coffin. the alarm for nighttime. Yeah. Dude, the couch coffin is goddamn hilarious. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking brilliant. And it, even, like, when he shuts it down, they got the, the noise for... Like, nah, dude, you ain't gonna get a noise. You're just putting the couch down. That's fucking brilliant, dude. I'm about to set my couch up right here and put it as a coffin. But then... He wakes up at nighttime. Well, he's he already- wait, like, here's the thing. This motherfucker set an alarm for what? Four o'clock in the morning? It had no. to have been. Because the sun comes up as he's leaving the fucking club. He sets the alarm to come out of his couch coffin at nighttime. Yes. But it has to be, like, really late. Yeah. Because he gets up or whatever like that. What I, what he I goes, remember. He goes right to the club. He gets up and goes to the club. And here's my problem with that scene. He cuts everybody in line, punches dude in the gut, and just dips in. I think the bouncer just has so much on his plate, he's like, whatever. <laughs> nah, bullshit. In real world, the bouncer would have been like, who the fuck's this dickhead? Sure. And they would have came after you. Yeah. You would have been hanging out in the goddamn club. And he walks in, raises his hands in the goddamn V like, I'm here. Yeah. And then he's creeping around like the 1930s fucking vampires. Yeah, this is like... With his fake fucking teeth. Yeah, there's a few different scenes of him doing this really weird walk where his like shoulders are up and his hands are stiff to his like sides and he has his mouth out really yeah it's funny as shit he has his like eyes super wide and he's like walking like he uh, it's people probably be like yo you're on acid it's like it's like a um it's like a very weird homage to nosferatu yeah because he watched the movie yeah 
Like, exactly, exactly. Fuck? So he was watching it. So he like, was almost trying to emulate what Nosferatu looks like. It's really weird. <laughs> but nobody in the club gives two shit. So no like, yo, dude's funny. Yeah. You know? And this club was so goddamn big that he walked in on, I guess you could say, like a side room. Not a yeah, bad room. some like hot blonde doing coke. Yeah. And he walks in with his creepy walk, and she's like, this shit's funny With his fuck. fucking fake-ass fucking teeth in. Yeah. And he sits beside her, and he whispers something in her ear, and she laughs about it. Right. We don't hear it. And then he does, like, the weird fucking... Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah. With his goddamn teeth, and it's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And she laughs about it, because she's coked the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But then... They're fucking making he starts, out. Well, whatever. And well, then he, he starts gets, like playing. He starts like kind of shit. rubbing like her neck slash chest. And then he tries to go in for a boob grab, which is a no fly. And she slaps twice. Slaps the fuck out of him, dude. And he's like, I ain't having this shit. I'm biting your neck, bitch. Yeah, and then hits her in the jugular. <laughs> like, Why she didn't punch him or knee him in the dick or whatever? I don't know, man. Guess what, girl? You deserve to die. She's dead. I don't know if she deserved yeah. to die, but she's dead now. Like, you didn't fight that off hard. And he's... But where was everybody... My thing is, where was everybody else in this fucking club? I don't know. This you is, know? This is a weird scene because yeah, it's like, where, why is... What why is, is she all alone? Like, what is this room? Why is she all alone doing coke? Like, I don't really understand. Like, it's for sure, like, it's not supposed to make sense. I don't know. Exactly. Um, that's what I'm getting. Because he... Bite slash sucks her blood. I'm guessing he does actually fucking drink her blood. Yeah, because he's got because like again, blood all over him. Mixed with the fucking weird pigeon meat in a fucking human blood, he's fucking starting to get really sick. Yeah, because he runs in that little side room and throws up. Yeah. But then he sees Rachel. Rachel, well, here's the thing. This is a mix between reality and fantasy, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. But the thing is, though, Rachel's in this club. Yes. And that's the first real that's time what we I'm see saying. her like, as a person. How is this? It's the second time. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, like, I don't understand it. Like, it has to be... This doesn't make sense. Because if it's a mix between fantasy and reality, I don't understand. Because, like, she is there with that guy. Yeah. So, what exactly happened in like, this moment, no one knows. Yeah, like... She just walked up and was like, what the fuck are you because doing? Because the vampire Rachel is basically calling him pathetic. I'm with this new yeah, dude and shit uh, yeah. like that. Go the fuck, real like, Rachel yeah. is like, fuck are you exactly. doing? Exactly. So, like, I don't know if it's... They actually cross paths there or not. Like, there's no way to know. Because I thought this was all a figment in his imagination at this time. And that dude showed up, and she was like, I'm with this guy now. But then you see them later together. Exactly. <laughs> like so I don't know yeah. if this was, like, in his mind. Right. And then, next thing you know, he's on the dance floor trying to fight motherfucker. Right. Like, no! Look at her teeth! Her. Look at her teeth! Yeah, she's <laughs> a, a fucking vampire. vampire! She turned me into this, and they drag him out, and, like, when he's saying that shit, like, I'm a vampire! She made me this way, fuck her. Like, dude's laughing, like, what the fuck? Right. And then she's laughing, like, the hell? Yeah, because like, even in that moment, she's like, she calls him, but she's like, yeah, Peter, right? Like, yeah. As if that was, the, like, they hadn't seen each other since the first time. But like, we never that, saw a first time. Well, you did in 
when they were in the bar. Like, like I said, like she was a real person. But I don't think she went home with him then. You know? I don't either. I that that's the way I take it. She did not go home with him. That it's night. all his mind. Like they just had a conversation that night. And they took him out in the bar and threw his ass on the fucking side of the street. Like, and get he's the fuck out. still fucking running his fucking mouth. Like, I'm a vampire. I can prove it. Do you have a gun? Yeah. Like, no, if somebody's got a gun, you ain't gonna prove shit, dude. You're gonna be dead. And then some smart ass in the crowd fucking does a yeah, finger the cross, cross with the fingers. Yeah. And he's he like, runs no, off. no, please. <laughs> no. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. And then he just runs and this off. this is, yeah. So now he's further going insane, right? So, like, with a bloody mouth. So, yeah, he has blood. And a bloody shirt. He has blood all over. Nobody notices this chick is dead. Well, no, someone did. Yes. No, at the time, they didn't notice that. So in a matter of, I would have to probably say like... Three hours, four yeah, hours. a couple hours. Yeah, probably two to three the hours. The newspaper's like disco death. Yeah, newspaper catches it, makes a fucking front yeah, a headline. Like, So by now, he has legitimately raped somebody. Raped and, and murdered killed someone. somebody else. And is now... Completely unhinged. Oh, he's fucking 100% unhinged. Because there's nothing left of him. Now, my thing is this when he finds the pallet and gets the wood from it. Yes, that's supposed to be a wooden stake. But before that, like, was it before that that he, the sunlight, and he's like, ah! Yes, I believe it was before. So the sunlight happened. And he's ready, like, and that's when you, it's, it's the third instance where he's begging for death. And then he found a pallet and he broke off this piece yes. of said pallet and walked and now, around with it like a champ. And now he's begging people to kill him again. And nobody gives two shits. They're like, dude, I mean, well, this New is York, like crazy typical, yeah, typical like New York streets, like, no, get the fuck away from me kind of shit. And now this dude in a suit with blood all over him is walking around New York with a fucking stake. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest goddamn stake ever. Giant stake. Like, yes. whatever. And nobody gives him no. Like and no two cents. At this time, uh Elva and her brother, she had told her brother what happened. Yeah. That he had kind of like beaten raped her. And Alva's brother, Emilio. He's ready to kill this. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this dude up. Yeah. They're they're there waiting. Yeah, you know, point him out when we see him. And he's talking to the side of a building. So yes, he runs <laughs> he runs headfirst into the side of a building, which then knocks him into another fantasy. Of him at his therapist's office with the steak, mind you. Yes. So like, yes, the therapist so wasn't even, in that fantasy. Been he, like, why like, you got a steak, bitch? Even in the fantasy, he has his steak. So he, like he's completely fucking gone insane. But this is what I'm saying is like this is so fucked up and dark. Like if you really put this in context, like how many? Like if you if you think back to how many uh, homeless people you see in the street talking to themselves, yeah. like this is very much like what would be happening in their head. Like I think you could watch this movie in just like a fun way, where it's like, oh, it's a kooky, funny story, or it's just like it's weird, it's really weird, and I had fun watching it. But I think the reality about this movie is like it is a real look at someone who has gone from somewhat sane to completely insane. But the problem is this movie, I felt a first time watcher. He was insane at the goddamn gate. I know. I agree. I think he was mentally unstable, but like something, 
triggered so and there the is bat a pro- triggered it yes. but so like that makes no fucking sense which exactly. is the problem with the movie like yeah there's nothing clear that triggers it which maybe is more real like why was he going to therapy in the first fucking goddamn place right you know here's the thing there's another there's another fake out in this scene that i actually really like so he's having this fantasy about being in his therapist's office where he's talking about like I don't need therapy anymore. All I need is love. Yeah. You know? And she starts, like, he asks her not to laugh about his little... And then she starts dying. And she starts laughing. And the conclusion is, why are you laughing? It's like, oh, well, I have this other patient that is exactly like you and has the exact same problems and will be perfect for you. Yeah. Like, she's matchmaker all of a sudden. And this is his fantasy. Like... This whole movie is about him finding true love, right? But this is a fake out, which I really fucking like. I think that it does really fucking well is that after this happens and he he leaves his fantasy. But he's in reality, he's walking home talking to her. Right. And he's walking home talking to this fake fantasy woman, uh, Shannon. But what did he trip out on? In the stairs of his fucking apartment. She, like, in his mind, she keeps asking him about being a vampire. Because I remember when he's having that fantasy he's and his therapist off, he's like, well, so, like, yeah. So when he's leaving, he's like, oh, but I have something else to admit. Uh, I actually just raped a woman. And she's like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. She's like, well, you have to get your frustrations out, Peter. Like, it's it's all about, yeah. it's it's all about like, justifying his shitty acts. I killed a woman. I'll deal with that. Exactly. Like, it's like, Oh, actually, another thing. Uh, I killed. I I killed a woman earlier tonight. And I'll she's deal like, with it. And they're and the ther- the fantasy f- therapist is like, people die in New York all the time, Peter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, and the fact that the therapist is like, I'll deal with it. No, right. A therapist would have called the goddamn cops and been like, Yo, this motherfucker's a murderer. But again, like this is his fantasy. Like this is what he believes that he wants, but can never have. Yeah. So then, this is the great fake out. Or it's like you think like in his head he has everything that he wants, but then when he's going home, his fantasy perfect woman is now bugging him about being a vampire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he can't handle it. Like, oh, oh, homie, you can have garlic on your fucking goddamn... Italian foods. Once you. once he hits the stairs to his apartment, he can like in this small amount of time cannot stand his now fantasy woman. And he's like, "Didn't I just tell you? I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore." And here's the problem: Emilio and Alva were watching this. Yes, they should have seen him walking up, blood all on his shit, carrying a goddamn wood fucking plank. Like, they should have been like, yo, dude's fucked up. I don't think Emilio gives a shit. Yeah, Emilio don't give a fuck. And I don't blame Emilio for this. But Alba no. should have been like, dude, dude's fucked in the head. I mean, granted, he raped me or whatever like that. But dude has fucking lost his shit. Yes. And Emilio, like, I don't blame him for being like, yo, I don't give a fuck if dude lost his shit. I'm going to fuck you up. Alba should have talked Emilio out of shit. Like, it just wasn't going to happen, man. Yeah. Like, guess what? Let's just call the cops. Because listen, man, he's like... Trying to put yourself in her position, like she literally just got raped by her yeah. fucking crazy ass boss. And so you can't really pin that on her. Like she's I'm not f- pinning it on her. I'm saying 
She should have been the voice of fucking reason. What happened to her should've was been, not in the voice yes. of reason. Should have, yes. She should have been Amelia. Look, dude is fucked in the head. If she herself was in the right state of mind, she probably could have. Exactly. But she was not. Her herself has now been she wanted fucked that up vengeance. by this crazy man. She couldn't deliver that vengeance. She let her no. brother do it. She's broken. And, you know, by now, he's already gotten his house and shit like that. Yeah, she he broke in. Yeah, uh, Emilio runs up like, what the fuck? Emilio should have beat the bricks off of him on the fucking sidewalk. Like, so Peter had already gotten into his apartment and <laughs> and had crawled under his fucking weird couch coffin. Exactly. Like, what the goddamn couch coffin? Emilio gets in. No problem. But how does he get into the apartment? He breaks the window. No, he broke... Oh, the door was open. The door was open. Yeah, he just walked the fuck on in like... Yeah, the door was open. What's up? And he walks in with this crowbar. Well, he... Yes. He drops the crowbar, kicks the... uh, Or lifts the couch off of him. Yeah, and dude's just like... (laughs) So, yeah. So, at this point, Peter is... Again, like, Peter has been begging for death this entire fucking time. Yeah, for the past, last half of this movie. So, of course, he takes the steak and he puts it into his fucking chest. Yeah. Again, begging for him to fucking and do Emilio it. Fucking, and Emilio fucking, without question or whatever. Does it. Sticks it. Kills You're him. done, dude. Yeah. Now Emilio's one of her murders. <laughs> you know? I think Emilio, personally, I think he gets away with it. Well, it's 1988. Maybe nobody's fingerprinting shit. Because all like Peter's crimes are gonna come back to him. Oh yeah. He's clearly gonna be deemed insane. You deserve to be murdered. Yeah. I mean, hell, you fucking bit a chick's neck and made her bleed to death in the fucking club. They might not even deem it a homicide. No. It might just be a fucking suicide. But then again, I'll be honest with you. How the fuck is it a suicide with a stake or a wood plank in your chest? This is New York in the eighties, dude. I don't think the cops gave a shit. Probably not. If they could have like an easy out of like he killed himself, guess what? He killed himself. I don't know if the 80s is a good clarification because that is probably nowadays too. True. But the movie ends with him seeing a vision of Rachel Mm -hmm. who already spurned him at the club. Yes. You know, whatever. And also at this point, he believes that he's not a vampire. Remember? He keeps saying that was last week. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, dude. Remember, he keeps telling Shannon, it's like, that was last week. Yeah, I was like, a vampire last week. Guess what? I was goddamn chef at Gordon Ramsay's fucking restaurants last week. That don't mean shit. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> not how it works. I don't know. I like I cannot I can't decide like I can't decide if this is a bad movie or if this is a attempt at being like an accurate representation of someone spiraling out of control. Yeah. Like I like I told you before, me being the person I am, the smart ass, little cynical asshole or whatever, a first time viewer of this movie, if I took it for what it was without this podcast, I'd be like, Yeah, this movie sucks. Exactly. That's my point. I take it as, dude, you need to watch this goddamn overreacting or overacting, whatever you want to call it, with Nicolas Cage. This movie is fucking hilarious. I love. I think this movie is fantastic. I, I don't think it's a good you know, movie, but 
Oh, no, it's not a good movie. It's incredibly entertaining. And if you choose to try to look farther into it, like, I think it's a good movie to try to decode. Like, I, I give the movie... At least make an attempt to, like, try to figure out what exactly this movie was trying to say. Because I don't think I'm any closer than I was in, in the beginning. <laughs> like, I, I will tell you, like, in the essence of entertainment value and shit like that and looking into it with like it is what it is it's fun to watch it's a little hard to watch for me i've seen it one time it's a little hard to watch but i'll still be like guess what it's fucking like i said again no pun intended bad shit fucking crazy (laughs) it's funny as shit yeah i mean i i just recommend it Like, like i do just nicholas cage running around with a goddamn fake teeth in his goddamn head like that's just funny as fuck I think you got, if you yeah, you dude, got dollar just, fucking general just, bad teeth like like if you're not here's the thing if you're not willing to watch like if you haven't watched this movie and aren't really willing to watch it after hearing what we had to say about it at least go onto YouTube and watch the highlights of the movie just watch the trailer well no I mean like yeah. I think you could probably find like a compilation of like the craziest scenes in this movie yeah most likely I'd hope so um, I mean it's not. A bad movie. It's it's too long. It's too long. Way too long. It is easily twenty five minutes too long. But yeah, I can't. Like, I think I I could probably talk about this movie for like four hours straight. So I'm just gonna stop myself. Uh, like I said, I like I I still give this movie a thumbs up. Me too. Um, if you guys like what the fuck we do, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that bullshit. Yeah, social media, some bitch. We also have a podcast inside of a podcast called Fear for Brains about the paranormal, uh, ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, all that shiza. Listen to the first episode of Fear for Brains and this send us your shit, son. Yeah, send us any stories you have, your personal stories about any of that kind of stuff, any kind of paranormal stuff. Send it to uh, trash for brains at gmail.com. That's trash, F-E-R, brains at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us. I don't know where you're listening to this, but you could find us at Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, uh, other places. I think you covered all of them. <laughs> I'm over here like, wait a minute. You got all of them. But uh, thank you guys for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a really weird episode to do because this is a really weird episode. No. A really, a really weird, weird movie. movie. I don't know why I call it episode. a weird episode. Weirdo. I'm drunk. This son bitch is drunk. Again, thanks guys for listening. We really enjoy doing this fucking podcast. So I would like to point out yes. that this is the first episode out of like 18 that Phil admitted he was drunker than me. Son I'm not drunker bitch. than you. Bullshit. I've only had five. Not even. I've only He's had four. He's a goddamn and a half. lightweight, ladies. I ain't Take drunk. advantage. I mean, I'm okay with that. But, uh, alright. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. That's right. Bye!